Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that is our weekly buzz, where we give you news updates of the goings-on in Amazon, Walmart, and e-commerce world, give you interviews with people in the industry you need to hear from, and, of course, training tips of the week that will give you serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. Let's go ahead and see what's buzzing. We've got a couple of news articles today, some updates with Amazon Vine, a new search result thing that has the uh, the world kind of abuzz in the Amazon industry. It's maybe some updates from the Prosper Show. And also actually uh, a news article that you can start shopping on Rite Aid on Amazon somehow. All right, so we'll, we'll get to all of that. Uh, for our interview of the week, we've got like a crazy story that I'm going to retell. I haven't told in a few years, but for those of you new guests, uh, a story about how my business partner before, before Helium 10, in my Amazon business got kidnapped in China by gangsters and I had to pay ransom. So that's going to be an interesting story there. Uh, and there'll be a lesson to that story as well. And then we've also got a training tip of the week of how to tie in your keywords to make sure that they are in your listing. There's a mistake that I've seen a lot of Helium 10 users make with how they take their keywords from Cerebro and Magnet and then put it into Listing Builder or Scribbles. So I'm going to give you guys a quick two-minute tip that will maybe transform the way that you've been making your listing. So let's go ahead and hop right into the news. All right, first article of the day is actually from e-commerce news in Europe, and it was about a, a fulfillment cost update in the European market, but this is only for multi-channel fulfillment fees. All right, these new fees will be in effect for European sellers starting next month. Amazon says this is uh, necessary due to inflation, and um, so th this is just something real easy. This is for parcel size and oversize are affected. So if you guys, this is not just regular FBA. It doesn't seem like this new uh, price update. But if you are using MCF multi-channel fulfillment in Amazon Europe, one of the marketplaces, look out for potential new fees that are coming. And you might need to uh, adjust your uh, pricing uh, due to that. Uh, the next article is actually about Etsy from TechCrunch. Uh, what happened was due to that SVB, the, that the bank that that had the, those uh, let's call them issues uh, last week, there were actually delays for payouts. All right, so but now Etsy has started to process seller payments via other payment partners uh, following the collapse of that SVP or Silicon Valley Bank. Now this is uh, something that you know, thank goodness, I guess that maybe Amazon sellers, as far as I know, have not been affected. Like. I think uh, all hell would break loose if all of a sudden, um, you know, Amazon couldn't get out our disbursements in time. And that seems to be what happened actually here with Etsy. We've got in, in a few days, we've got a cool podcast with somebody who sold millions of dollars on Etsy. You know, as you guys know, I sell on Etsy. I haven't checked if my disbursements was uh, affected. I only sell like a couple hundred dollars a week on the platform. So it's not a big deal. But if you're a bigger seller on Etsy, let me know in the comments below where you affected uh, by this, did you get your your disbursements uh, temporarily paused? Uh, next report is actually uh, from Chain Storage. Now, this is interesting because now it's saying that, hey, Amazon has entered delivery partnership with Rite Aid. All right. So it says, hey, Amazon Prime members have a new fulfillment option for health and CPG items in two select markets. This is going to be in Newark, New Jersey, and also Burbank, California. And then they're going to have dedicated pages where they can shop on some health and personal care, cosmetics, even grocery essentials from Rite Aid. 
All right. So now this is not the first time that Amazon has like partnered with these uh, brick and mortar. Last year we reported on uh, some certain uh, select markets where they were doing this, but this might be interesting to watch. You know, going forward, like imagine if if more and more local stores that had products separate from Amazon that you you would normally go to, now you can potentially get them through the Amazon app and then go and actually uh, pick them up. What I don't know here. If it also includes delivery, I think it actually includes delivery too, where maybe Amazon drivers go to Rite Aid, pick up what you order, then deliver it to you. Now, here's the thing. I've got a Rite Aid down the street. And do you know what Rite Aid has that I love? Thrifty ice cream. All right. So Amazon, if you're listening to this, you give me the ability to get thrifty ice cream delivered to me on the cone, still frozen. I might be... uh, Definitely ordering that through Amazon Prime. Thrifty ice cream is is the bomb, all right? Anyways, in other news here, this is from Amazon Seller Central. You can see this on your dashboard, but we talked about last week how they expanded the Vine program to more. I think it was like something like 200 or 300 products. Well, now, in addition to that, starting uh, between now and April 15th, you can save up to 50% on your Vine enrollments, all right? So 50%, uh, I'm not sure what the cost is, but whatever it was, it's 50% off. Now, as I said last week, you know, don't forget, Vine is not for everybody, all right? If you've got a product that only a very few people might really love and appreciate, you know, kind of like a coffin shelf or maybe some kind of, you know, special grocery item or or food or beverage, well, you got to keep in mind that these, these Vine reviewers, maybe they're not your target market. And in those situations, there might be a higher chance for you to actually get some non-five four and five star reviews so just keep that in mind i saw that happen to a newer seller just a couple weeks ago you know where his product is absolutely great but he was getting some negative reviews because these people weren't the target market and they really couldn't understand how it worked all right so just something to keep in mind uh but for those of you with just gen- generic products every, or a product why do i keep saying problems <laughs> products that everybody loves then absolutely um make sure to take advantage of this vine discount another thing uh also from your seller central dashboard that happened is that money off promotions were temporarily disabled. Now, not a lot of people do these. You know, back in the day, this is what people used to do for their two-step URLs and rebate services, and or not rebate, before rebate services, where they would do money off promotions, right? Like, hey, save, you know, save $3 off of this or save X percent um, off of this product. Well, it says effective March 21st, so just in a couple days here, they're gonna temporarily disable the money off promotions as we add added functionalities to this promotional feature according to Amazon. So you will not be able to create money off promotions that are new starting March 21st. But if you already have some kind of money off promotions that you've got going on, it'll still be able to run for the next 30 days until April 20th. All right, so what you can do uh, is convert the money off to a percentage off. So it looks like uh, I had said the percentage off, but the percentage off is still gonna be able to do just the money off is what is uh, affected. So just keep that in mind if you have that going on. All right, that's it for the basic news uh, this week. Now, something new that you know has been popping up in LinkedIn the last couple of days and, and other places, and if you look in your mobile app and sometimes on the desktop app, but what you're gonna notice is that on some search results, it'll say under the products, like, hey, 5,000 sold in the past week, 10,000 sold in the last month. It seems to be an experiment Amazon is running lately. 
Now this is this is potentially interesting. I none of the you know like coffin shelf products. You can't see it on the search results there. And like I said, in, in one of my desktop accounts, I don't see it anywhere at all. So check that. Ch check some of your main keywords, guys, and see if it comes up. And then let me know uh, how accurate are they? You know, like sometimes when Amazon tests data, it's not exactly based on the live data until it, it actually goes live. It seems fairly accurate though. Like there was some data I had access to for some that was showing up in my search results. And let me just look at my notes here. Amazon said something for the last month had 5,000 plus, like five, it had a 5K plus symbol, 5K plus sales in the last month. And the act, you know, I have access to uh, Seller Central and it actually was 8,000. All right, so so yeah, it's eight thousand, five thousand plus apps. Absolutely, X-ray Helium Ten X-ray had said sixteen thousand uh, sales for the all items in that variation family, and uh, Amazon was saying fifteen fifteen thousand. All right, so so that's or their actual data. So you know Helium Ten, of course, is right there as as pretty accurate. But here here's the interesting thing. That's one of the things why I think this will be kind of cool if Amazon on the on the seller side or the thinking of the Helium Ten side. Uh, of why I, I'm pretty excited if this actually happens. First of all, it's going to validate, you know, the the, the accuracy of, of Helium 10, perhaps even help, you know, some of the edge cases where like Amazon doesn't have BSR. If, if Amazon starts showing this, now all of a sudden that some of these categories that never have had BSR that we can't do estimations, you know, Helium 10 is going to be able to show, you know, the, the, the estimations, which it seems to be a little bit more, not, I don't want to say accurate, but a little bit more laser focused as, you know, when we say 8,000, uh, instead of just five you know, more than five thousand or something like that, and the other thing would be some of the child item. You know, before Amazon would always show child item BSR, so we could always give uh, sales estimations at the child level. But maybe this is going to allow us to go back to that. But here's the flip side, guys, where where here this could be the the potential negative. Now thinking more like a seller, not thinking like Helium Ten here. But imagine if I'm launching a product now in one of these niches where Amazon is showing this information. It's, you know, like, what do you think buyers are going to do? That's the question. Like, I, I'm trying to think about it right now. And I was looking at some of these search results. I'm like, is it going to affect me? Like, would I buy, am I going to be more interested in buying something that says 5,000 sales in the last month, as opposed to something that said like 200 sales in the last month or even less or zero sales, right? Like, does that make a difference to me? Or is, is it only the reviews I'm looking at or whatever? Because now all of a sudden the gap between established sellers and brand new sellers or or new entrants to a market could be greater if this buyer psychology is like hey this, this product nobody's even bought it yet you know maybe it's got a couple reviews but it's only sold like 50 in the last month which is pretty good for a, a, a brand new launch like if you just sold it in the last like two three days but then the other options like sell or say that oh yeah this has sold three thousand in a month well you know, who knows? Maybe maybe people think that's social proof to to buy the ones that more people are buying. So I'm curious, what do you think as sellers? Like, do you want this to be there so that we can like really, you know, we can see even more data and have Helium 10 be more accurate with with sales estimates and, and things like that? Or I mean, or, or or maybe you're you're you are one of those established sellers and you think this is gonna give you the advantage over newer sellers in your niche. But what do you think about like now, what if you're going to launch a new product for your brand in a newer niche or a different keyword? What's going to happen when you don't show any sales and, and other products show a lot? So which would you prefer? Do you want Amazon to show this to the buyers? I think it's a no brainer. Like if we had a choice to just allow it to be only Helium 10 could see it and only sellers could see it and not the buyers. I think everybody, you know, might might pick that unless, you know, you, you want 
you know, you, you are one of the top sellers in your niche and you want people to know about it. So anyways, let me know what you guys think of this potential new move uh, by Amazon. Th this is the shirt I wore yesterday. No, I have not um, washed it yet, but I'm, I'm not, I didn't sweat too much uh, indoors in, in the Prosper show. Uh, but l this week uh, we were all at the Prosper show. Let me know what you guys thought of the show. Those of you who've been there, that was my fifth or sixth Prosper. I thought it was uh, really great to see, you know, so many people in person. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have a chance to get to any of the sessions, so I can't comment on those. Uh, I heard Kerry did a great job, you know, talking about Walmart. There was like a big uh, vendor expo where I got to see a, a lot of you guys. But let me know what, what what you thought of Prosper. If it was your first one, did you get to go to any of the after parties and pre parties and things? Remember, guys, I've always said if you ever have a chance to go to like Amazon conferences, whether they're big like Prosper or maybe small local ones, it's absolutely great to go for for networking and and you know really you know expanding your knowledge through learning from other people not necessarily only in sessions but just by by talking to to sellers and building that rolodex of sorts uh for your for your own network so you know make sure to stay tuned and i'll be going to a few different events soon billion dollar seller summit in june i'll be going to the orange click event in prague czech republic on june 8th and 9th so just look up orange click k-l-i-k uh, to get more information on that, if you're in the Europe area, it would be great to uh, see you there. Um, I'll be speaking at the uh, Seven Figure Summit in Japan in just a couple of weeks. So if you want to uh, go there, uh, h10.me forward slash Japan, h10.me forward slash Japan, you can find out about that event that uh, I'll be speaking at. And there will be speakers even from Amazon itself, like Jeff Cohen will be there. Um, another event, uh, I said the Billion Dollar Seller Summit in June in Puerto Rico, and then also uh, a mastermind in bali uh kind of a great networking time that we're gonna have my first time in bali so if you want information on that go to h10.me forward slash bali that's also in june these are the last few days guys before uh elite will close for good under the current structure all right so always uh, for the last or not always but for the last two years the way elite has worked is we open it up like you know three four times a year and then it's like another tier of your Helium 10 account. So like, you know, you've got the Diamond account where you're paying 250 and then you just go up to 399 for the Elite account and you get expansion access to different tools and you get the one-on-one -on -one calls with myself and Carrie and the the weekly roundtables and the uh, Zoom calls with, with Kevin King, et cetera. But it's gonna close for good like that on the 19th. And when it opens back up, like I'm not sure when, like maybe May or June or something like that, it's going to be separate like it was in the old days where the that, that $400, which is absolutely more than worth it, is going to be like a separate add-on to whatever plan that you're already on on in Helium 10. So just keep that in mind uh, until if you're watching this before the 19th, make sure to take action, h10.me forward slash elite, h10.me forward slash elite to uh, upgrade and take advantage of this. And anybody who uh, signs up this week, book one of those one-on-one -on -one calls with me. I'll hook you up with my uh, personal sourcing agent to maybe help you with your sourcing needs. All right. Now, speaking of sourcing, this is instead of an interview, we're going to have story time with Bradley here. All right. So this, uh, I was telling this story just to some sellers here at Prosper. Uh, maybe made me think of it. I talked about it on the podcast, probably like, I don't know, like 300 episodes ago. So maybe if you're newer, you don't remember this, but one of my first entries in Amazon, you know, it was like in 2015, 2016, I was working for this company who was doing cell phone cases and they were starting to sell it on Amazon. I really didn't know anything about Amazon. I was just uh, kind of like the warehouse guy. I would like literally be packaging like five, 600 of these a day uh, fulfilled by merchant. We had like a little machine I was sending it out. But the, the company was in my name 
uh, because I was the only American or U.S. citizen in, in the company. The other the other gentleman I was partnered with were from Korea. And one of our main partners, he was the guy who was in charge of like sourcing this. He, he was originally sourcing it from Korea, and then he moved to China, and everything was going great. And then he would go back and forth from China. We didn't know. You know, me and my other partner, we didn't know anything about this, the sourcing aspect of it. So he, he we just trusted him to handle everything. And then one time he went back for a sourcing trip, you know, to, to visit, you know, our factory that we had. And and then all of a sudden I get this call. It's like, yes, you know, we've kidnapped, uh, you know, your business partner here because he owes us $70,000. And I was like, what? So what happened was it was legit. Like he was shady. All right. So what happened was he was getting product from one factory and he had it on terms. Right. And then like 30 day terms or 60 day terms, whatever it was. But what he did after getting one shipment. He, he took the products and and he went to a new factory and started saying, hey, let's, you know, you make me these products instead, right? He just didn't pay. He ghosted the original factory. And so they went looking for him and then they found out he was going to be in the country and they like snatched him up off the street. It was crazy. Put him in zip ties. It was, it was like a movie. Like, like I found this all out later. Like uh, I thought he got beat up, but he didn't get beat up. But he was all messed up, like cuts and everything because – like when they when they were taking him away, like he tried to jump out of the car or he did jump out of the car and then like rolled around on the street. But then they caught up to him. It was, it was ridiculous. Right. Um, but anyways, he, the, 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 this, this factory was connected to this Chinese gang who, who you know, they used to, to capture him. But basically they're like, hey, if you want to see him again, you know, you got to you got to pay us what we what you know, what we owe. I was like, OK, well, that's fair. We, we, we had no idea this was happening. I'm sorry, but I don't have seventy thousand dollars. And so basically what happened was they sent their lawyer over. Like, it's crazy. This this uh, Chinese gang or mafia, I'm not sure, they actually had a U.S.-based attorney on retainer. <laughs> and so I had to go meet with them and then sign, personally sign, like with my name and, and everything, since I was the only American on the account, that I would pay back the 70 grand within like 60 days or something. And then they would let him go. And so I signed it. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get $70,000. You know, I wasn't making that much money in those those days. But anyways, you know, I signed it. Sign my life away. They're like, hey, we know where you live, you know, so it's in your best interest to pay. I'm like, all right, dude, this is like straight out of the movies. Um, and then they let him go. He came back to America. But long story short, we, we we paid it off over the next, you know, me and my other partner, we figured out, like we really pushed hard and paid it off. And then I was free and clear. Uh, but then, yeah, uh, obviously we cut ties with that person, you know, like that. that's that's not, that was not a good move. But moral of the story is, no matter how much you know people, like I knew that guy for like 10 years. When you do business partnerships, when you have a team of people, don't just have people work in a silo where you don't know what the heck is going on. Like even though my thing wasn't the sourcing and my partner's thing wasn't the sourcing, I was only shipping. Like anything could have happened to me. Like I should have shown the whole team like about, okay, here, here's how you work all this machinery. Here's all the ins and outs of, of the shipping system that I've done. On the sourcing side, me and my other partner shouldn't have been completely in the dark about wh where are you getting these, these these things? What's the accounting like? How do we pay them? You know, like what what's the relationship or what's the terms? Like transparency when you have business partnerships, guys, or at a company with your other coworkers is, is super important because I knew this guy for like 10, 15 years. All right. And I never would have thought that he would have done something crazy like that. But just to go to show that you got to be careful when you're doing business. But anyways, uh, that was the story time. Uh, of the day. Now, uh, last uh, part here, I want to talk about some keyword research and how you tie it to your listing. All right. So let me just uh, show you my screen here. I, I just made a, a a sample, you know, selection of keywords from Cerebro. Like, let's say I'm making a new product in the coffin shelf niche. All right. 
So it's important that you get your top keywords first. All right. Now I only picked, there's only like seven keywords here that, that just showed up here, but you know, usually I recommend having your top 10 to 15 phrases in the niche. And you could do that with just one click of the button, this top keywords button in Cerebro. And then I usually add some of the top opportunity keywords. That's also a one click button. But anyways, once I get that, what I do is I hit this export button and I hit copy to clipboard. All right. And I have listing builder open. I can also just add it to a, a my list of keywords, but I drop in these phrases all right, so this is this is going to be where people get this wrong in Listing Builder and Scribbles. I drop in only the top keyword phrases, all right? So many people out there, they do their whole entire keyword research all in phrases, and they drop it all into the keyword bank into Listing Builder, or they drop it all into Scribbles, and that is absolutely not the way to do it, guys. All right, do not do it that way, because now how do you know which are your top phrases, all right? So you, you, you don't know because they're all mixed together. So this is how you get the rest of the phrases. Like you don't want to be only indexed for 10 phrases, right? Or 15 phrases. You probably found like 300 keywords that you want to be indexed for, all right? So once you go to your secondary keyword research, like expand out the filters in, in Cerebro or in Magnet or whatever, right? Like here, I just came up with another random list. This is only 94 keywords. Probably you want to be indexed for more. But I, you don't want to put all of these 94 keyword phrases into listing builder. You're never going to put 94 phrases into your listing. You know, there's just no room for it, right? So what you do is you hit this export button and you hit go to Frankenstein. All right. And what it does is it puts all of those phrases right here into Frankenstein. And it actually says here, there's 1400 characters, 230 words. But here's the thing. There is not 230 individual keywords. All right, look how many times, those of you who are watching this on the internet, look how many times coffin is in there. Look how many times shelf is. So this is super easy, guys. Watch this. All you have to do right here on the bottom, you hit one word or phrase per line. You hit remove duplicates. You, you make sure maintain phrases in Frankenstein is not selected. And I like to remove the single letters and remove common words like the and stuff like that. And then just hit process and boom, in five seconds, now I have all of the individual keywords that were showing up in those uh, 94 phrases or 230 words. And there's actually only 88 individual words. And then at the bottom, it's just one click. I just copy this, all right? Uh, I don't know if you guys can see it, but I just hit this copy button and right going back to Listing Builder right after where I have those phrases, I just paste it. And now... I have a list of my top 10 phrases and the 88 individual words that make up those phrases and that make up those other 94 phrases. So I don't have like 200 phrases here that I know I can't do. So it's going to be a lot easier for me to make sure that I've got my main phrases in phrase form. We want to make sure that we're relevant to Amazon's algorithm that I make sure I have those phrases and all of the individual words that make up the other phrases. So you don't know how many sellers I've seen uh, use Scribbles and Listing Builder the wrong way because they just throw all of, they dump all of their phrases in there, which is not a good move unless you have some other way of, of knowing which your, your top phrases are. So just a quick tip, guys, that'll kind of like change the way, hopefully, you're, you're doing your keyword research to listing optimization phase in Helium 10. All right, guys, that's it for the news uh, this week. Make sure to tune in next week. I'll probably be doing this show from Japan because that's where I'll be. Uh, and so we'll see what's buzzing.